<laughs> I got thumbs he up. was counting at you, and you were watching his looking. hand. And as soon as you said "Hey," there was still one second on was his hand. Really? Yes, there was. Hey, Geekscape! Welcome to Geekscape. <laughs> Sorry about the cutout, folks. I was uh, I got I I was just hyped. You know what I mean? Like I actually I thought wa- you broke all of our earphones. Yeah, yeah. Like I turned hey! on, I heard hey, and it was gone. I was like, I'm deaf. Someone yep, right now, is, someone right now is listening to the show and like checking their earbuds. <laughs> and uh, hopefully they're not doing it in an intersection while uh, listening to the show walking. Or, or you shouldn't be driving with earbuds. Walking across yeah. an inter- no, Who does so, that? <laughs> uh, plenty of people. My own friend Kevin Netsley listens to Geekscape while he goes running sometimes. Oh, okay. So across Kevin, intersections? I hope you're Only? still alive. I hope you're still alive. I hope you aren't Even like, Kenny what the hell? across intersections. Um, so guys, this is Geekscape. We talk movies, video games, comic books, TV. And sorry about that little hiccup. It's pretty funny though. Uh, it just happens, and every Geekscape is different. You know, it's like a uh, it's like a snowflake, mm-hmm. and we're your little snowflake. Uh, Geekscape. Every episode is different, and this is episode <laughs> 397. I'm your little snowflake. Which means <laughs> this guy right here, you're listening to the host of the show, Jonathan London, has not had a whole lot to do in the last nine years because he's found his ability to do this show pretty much weekly for nine years. But I have some help. Kenny Craig right there. He's been my co-host for a while now. I'm less of a snowflake and more of just like a slush ball. Ooh. You know, like the, you, you know, the ones sleet? that just... Are you a fine sleet? Yeah, mm. sleet, is, sleet is too on point of like okay. an actual where slush ball, I think, slush is just ball. more, it's more distri- dis- descriptive of So my... when March comes and, yep. the, and like that gray stuff... Like that's left when like you do, like in late February, early mm-hmm. March when you just want the ice to disappear. Right. Like that's, that's like you. you. That, no, no, it's, it's more been, of just it's like been the heat on. It's it, been when run, you like, like snow cone, thirty, and inevitably all the extra slushy ice falls to the side. That's yeah. that's you. Yeah, You're not the beautiful dome that gets blue liquid. Yeah, exa- on exactly. It. We'll take I, it. No, I'm I'll like the blue, I'm like the blue dome after you spray the liquid and it gets all fucked up oh, afterwards. You know, because oh, okay. it's perfect it's right before you start it. Yeah, yeah. But then the warm liquid. Will Sterling, what what nature of ice queen are you? What what nature of ice what ice queen are you? Ice queen. Yes, Elsa. You're Elsa. I'm okay, well, if we're going with this metaphor, <laughs> yeah. that we're all some you just said, what ice queen are you? And yeah, that was the first one that came us. to mind. Uh, what, what do you talk about? What kind of tree? Yeah, if what kind of the, what kind of what kind I, of ice queen? Yeah, what kind of delightful dessert? Yeah, I'm a Klondike uh, ice cream bar. Mm. Mm. Delicious. What I wouldn't do. But not like dark on the outside, white on the inside. You know me. Uh, yeah, he's just a white man between two dark layers. That's what, right. What, what, do, what do you have to do after the I'm show? I'm a skinny cow ice cream you just sandwich. Told, you, just told us, you just told us what you're running Slend at. a bitch. Uh, I am actually going to a hip-hop performance. As soon as he's finished... Uh, I'm white on the outside, still white on the yeah, inside. Yeah, he's going off to do a hip-hop performance. Probably the whitest shit I've ever heard. But, <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, I wish cool. you, he even pushed I wish up his glasses you, when he said, Is yeah. that, I'm going to a uh, hip-hop uh, Jonathan, performance. Yeah, exactly. I wish you luck, bro. I'm going. And also joining us in the studio, we always have a guest host. This week we have edward hong he's a actor he's a performer and as of today a six-year los angeles resident hey oh, i don't know if yeah, that's clap worthy yeah it is clap worthy today today this is the day this is the day so what was so what's your origin story like where were you before that uh i moved around from all over i was born in yolo california <laughs> Wait, I think that's a place. It's a place. Yeah, it is a place. Yeah. It's up by, yeah. uh, it's up north by Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was born there and then moved around there from Binghamton, New York, then to Ann Arbor, Michigan for eight years. Oh, your accent's all fucked up. <laughs> and then, then I w- moved to Seoul, South Korea. I was there for four years. Then I moved to, then I went to Williamsburg, Virginia for college. college oh my God, South Korea, Virginia, good. Wow. Australia, then, anywhere? No, uh, one day hopefully. And listen, then, listen uh, listen and then I moved voice. here six years ago. How would so. you describe your accent? 
all fucked up. That's, it's that's, all, that's yeah. it's everywhere. It. It's every, it can go from <laughs> Korean, super Korean, to like Southern sometimes when I'm drunk. And yeah. Just, I imagine I when know. you're drunk, you sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's in that costume of the fat lady. In, uh, yeah. in, in, uh, Two in, weeks. He's like, get away. <laughs> Two weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Get your ass to Mars in Total Recall. Right? Yeah. Would, like, the things are, when, anytime like a future <laughs> science fiction movie happens, like I recently saw Face Off and they had the, the voice modulator. Yeah. When you recently right? saw it as in you had never seen it before? No, I, I've seen okay. fucking Total right. Recall. Okay. Uh, I... You know that thing where you when you've seen a movie so many times that you can see a shot of nothing that has anything to do with the movie. It can be literally be an establishing shot of a building, and yeah. you're like, oh yeah, it's Face Off. You know, you yeah. can just right. name yeah. the yeah, movie. Totally. Yep. Face Off is one of those movies where I don't have to be in the room <laughs> and just hear hearing Laura t- like have it on in the background. I was like, oh, she's watching Face Off. <laughs> and it's, and I want you to suck. And it's a scene, and it'll be it'll be a scene without. Nicholas Cage or uh, or uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. It, yeah. It'll be like you can it'll, hear it'll be the like, fingers running down the child's face. Yeah. And you just no, know that literally the scene was, and I haven't seen this movie in ten years. It was literally the like Nicholas Cage's thugs talking to Gina Gershon's character, okay. and it was just there to these two idiots like talking back and forth. And I go, oh, face off. <laughs> there goes the next hour and a half of my day. Um, but enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> Ed- Edward, um, why move to LA? Why, why, why pursue uh, the loss of dreams? When I was in high school in Korea, that was where I got the whole idea to be an actor. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, there was a teacher, there was a white teacher named Mrs. Moon, who was a pretty good drama teacher, and she inspired me to do so. Do you have so. a crush on Mrs. Moon? I don't have a crush on Mrs. Moon. You did Moon. not? I do not okay. have a crush okay. on Mrs. Moon. But, Wait, I but did you? Her. No, I do not. But she's almost mm-hmm. like a, a mother to me, so mm-hmm. it'll be like uh, having a crush on my yeah, mother. Yeah, that's inappropriate. No, what, what, <laughs> now, what was it about your own mother that had you seeking others for that level? <laughs> well, my mom was more of an academic. She was like an academic robot machine. She's a professor at Seoul Nash University, so being raised by her and my dad, I'm the only child. Um, were they cold to you? They were kind of cold. Why are you? What? <laughs> we're getting deep now. You're we're, asking. He's like joking, deep. but we're getting real answers. <laughs> Edward's been on the show five minutes. That's how we do it. <laughs> let's, let's get right into it. Uh, yeah. So I guess in some ways, you know, actors have their own messed up stories. Why they became actors? Mine could be like lack of love from parents or whatever. Yeah. That's what so I'm saying. I, we talked about Face Off. I figured they had something. You did not like, tell them I, you were going to be on the acting, show, did you? Huh? You didn't tell their parents they were going to be on the show. You're going to oh, be on no, the show. Oh, no. I've embarrassed them many, many times. They're watching oh, now and they're like, is that an only child anymore? Okay. Like, this is the <laughs> nicest thing orphan. you said to me. <laughs> we have banished you. You are no longer a son. This is Moon's responsibility. So, so you moved now. to LA. Uh, I hope in six years you've found some, uh, some, a life here. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You met Will Sterling, your good buddy. Yeah. So. I met Will. It's been about over three years, or how long is three or yeah, four Yeah, I think years. just over three years. We right? uh, we met in a Chapman thesis film called "I'm Super Comma Man." Yeah, see the uh, plan words. He yeah, was like the that. main lead, and I was his best friend. And <laughs> Will Sterling playing Superman. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it Superman? It was that was the it was a it, guy who may be sure, or may well, not sure, be. Yeah. yeah, and we were supposed to play high schoolers. Yeah, we were supposed to be in high school. So I was like. All right, because I look at Will, I'm like, damn, he's a pretty buff high school. So when he's he was talking about, guy. there was a line where he's talking about, oh man, I hope the bullies don't pick on me. I'm like, what the if, fuck? We had me in lots bullies, of layers. His bullies must be like freaking like I ogres. Had a, like I had giants. a bully. I don't it think it like really Will. shows in the movie. <laughs> I had a bully. It didn't show. It looked didn't show. Like but just knowing Will personally, it was kind of like funny. Just <laughs> we were in. Th- I was in three layers in this hot. Oh my god! It was not only like a You had like a outside. It was like 120 in this garage, right. and I was wearing like a t-shirt, mm-hmm. a flannel, and then a hoodie over that. It's and and Eddie and I were Terrible. just both like the makeup girl was just oh essentially like had a bucket beneath us and yeah. paper towels. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. 
I mean, the career has been better since then, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not for me. That's what? the peak. Yeah, yeah. I'm, over, I'm through. Uh, You're still hoping bullets oh, don't come pick on. on you, man. You, you did a pretty kick-ass job on the Hulu show Casual. I oh, saw, hey, thank I, you. I, oh. I saw you on that. You were pretty Shout good out. on thank that. You. Anyways. Uh, have you promoted that here on the show? No, I have not. What? I, I haven't even heard of You guys are watching Cooper Barrett's Guide to Survive in Life, Episode 9. I'll be on that show. See, you were on a Hulu show and you didn't even tell us. You, I thought you knew. What's Hulu? Exactly. Man. Anyway, can we just say that uh, like, that actors are crap at promoting themselves? Sometimes <laughs> they are. He's like, I, I just, just don't wish, think about it. I just want more. I just want more people to know about me. It's like I get more opportunities. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Jonathan? <laughs> Tell us uh, what, what are you Didn't doing? Didn't I just do a hip hop show? You guys want to come <laughs> yeah. out to Zanzibar at like I 11? Do know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. You're promoting the wrong thing. Uh, it's the antithesis to like. I don't want to see you when you go running at 5:30 in the morning every Wednesday. I'm like, there's no way I'm getting up at 5:30. <laughs> I can't do it. Wow. <laughs> oh boy. So so Edward, um, th- we got to talk about the Cinnabon okay. thing. And uh, you guys, let me know if the if, if the guys in the in the engineering booth are give you hands. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's this Cinnabon deal? All right. So I have been obsessed with Cinnabon since I was eight years old. What the hell is that all about? So. I don't know. Let's well, go. let's make it known that you you refer to yourself as the Cinnabon. Monster. I okay. So first off, that's how I've been marketing myself in the LA entertainment industry. I am the Cinnabon monster. I'm the only actor in LA, possibly the world, yeah. that markets himself with this fat pastry product that you find <laughs> in airports and malls. And you call yourself the Cinnabon monster. monster. Yeah. So wait, did you create this name when you were eight and you just grew no, into no, this a real job? So uh, <laughs> so, so, to, so the story became is so it's like uh, I, I've been obsessed with Cinnabon since I was eight. I first discovered in Briarwood Mall in Ann Arbor, Michigan. How do you fight the monster under your bed? <laughs> I'm the Cinnabon monster. You become a monster. You become one. <laughs> and so uh, and so it's been something that I've always been passionate about. And then when uh, I came to LA um, back in 2010, people have always known that I always talk about Cinnabon. I always Facebook it up. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to I'm going to get a Cinnabon. You got a girlfriend, Edward? I do get a girl. I do have a girlfriend. Okay, good, good, good. Does she work um, at Cinnabon? She doesn't work at Cinnabon. Okay, so tell us this <laughs> thing. Good. So 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 it, was it a joke kind of no. to be like obsessed so, with Cinnabon? So it got to the point where over three and a half years ago, a friend of mine was like, you know, you talk about Cinnabon all the time. You should market yourself as Cinnabon because, as you know, being an actor in L.A., there's so many of us. How do you stand out from the rest? So he said, you should use that to your strength. And I thought to her when I t- when she told me that, that was the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't sleep that night because I was like, oh, my God. I, I want a I Cinnabon get- so bad. Yeah. I just and can't I had sleep without one. So I started making marketing materials, postcards, business cards with the Cinnabon that design that night. And, and you just so- wanted to get sued so hard. Here's the thing. So I thought, man, when people when I started rolling them out these Cinnabon design postcards, that I'm gonna get sued by the company, but they were like loving it. They were like, "This is awesome! Like, you know, you're an actor, you're promoting it. You're a mascot." So <laughs> here, so then a food blogger, an actress named Lin Chen um, from Actors Diet, was like, "I need to know why you're into Cinnabon. Like, tell me about it. I want to like interview you." And so she did. And so this is a story. And so I'm going to make it really quick, short. Yeah, yeah. When I was 11 years old, I was in middle school. I was bullied all the time by like a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, well. No, I was an, I've always been a nerd. And so it, it got to the point. I'm going to get real deep and okay. serious from my okay. I'm like, so I got bullied all the time. There was one day. It was just so, it was just like the worst of all days. And there were these two particular kids that, you know, it was these two kids again. And then it got so bad that I yelled out into the hallway, and I shit you not, I said, 
here's where we get deep and a little serious. Mm-hmm. I'll bring a gun and shoot you both in the head. Oh, now, shit. Whoa, you now, can't. Whoa, hey. Now, now this is in the that, U.S. or this is Seoul? This was in the United States. Right. This was in Araber. This was in a public school. Yeah, but what, what, what year was year? this? This, is like, this what, was not too nine. long after Columbine. So it was after Columbine. It was after Columbine. Yeah, so the timing was awful. And... Everyone heard it in the hallway. People were panicking. I got immediately sent to the principal's office. Yeah, and a whole bunch of admin people were there. Yeah. My mom was dragged from a... Uh, You're not packing heat now, are you? No. Okay. Come on. So <laughs> I'd be is, fine with it. So then I'm I, not boiling them. So then, you know, yep. my mom Jonathan. My mom was uh, arguing with the, uh, the admin people, and they were like, oh, your son has to be expelled because he's a menace to, you know, to our school. He can't be in the school. My mom was like, oh, no, he's not dangerous. He's just very emotional and sensitive. I'm the only person raising because at that point, my dad was by himself and so it was just my mom yeah. raising me and she's a full-time student not wow. an easy thing to do and so she convinced them that i could stay but then they're like okay your son has to go to clinical therapy he has to get anger management and we have to see records for this and she's like fine and so we left my mom was super pissed she was driving faster than usual i was like oh my god my mom is gonna beat the crap out of me like mm-hmm. korean style like <laughs> bam <laughs> yeah. so yeah she instead we'd go to briarwood mall and i'm like i don't understand why are we going to a mall and then she just walking out of car and I'm just following behind she's just walking fast and then she stops in front of a Cinnabon and I'm like what what are we doing here and she looks at me and she goes I have no idea what to do with you I really don't oh no but I'm gonna give you a Cinnabon (laughs) and then I remember that day when I had that Cinnabon that was like the best Cinnabon I've ever had in my life the taste of forgiveness it was just everything you've had Cinnabon before I had it before but this was like a whole new level it was like now there's like a a special memory that's encrusted inside the bun. So, so with each, like, each taste, each time it's I like eat one, a bullet you don't food. have to shoot through somebody's <laughs> head. No, I mean every every taste, it, it, it could Cinnabon could save so, many many lives. It has. So yeah, so when so then she posted that. That's when the company found it, and they're like, "Holy crap! Like this story is what we're all about." Like, we bring happiness to people's lives. Mm. And so that's when they forwarded to the CEO, who currently is now... CEO. Uh, she's yeah. Kat Cole. She's now currently the uh, group president of Focus Brands. But she uh, she found it. She loved it. She was like, I need to know who this guy is. And so uh, that's how we got acquainted. And, and for the past... Uh, since So that was back in 2012. And it got to the point that, you know... As of last year or two years ago, technically, that's I was able to meet her in person, and we had a three-hour meeting. And she was asking questions like, you know, what are you all about? You know, why are you marketing with Cinnabon so much? And I told her, I was like, I love you guys. I love the product. I love everything about it. And so, so then we got to the point where, like, you know, if I was to host a major entertainment mixer or be in a short film or a film where I'm like a major character and Cinnabon plays a role, like a cameo role, they will sponsor me. That is my That's relationship awesome. with the company. That's sweet. And to and to make it even more crazy, starting tomorrow, I'll be shooting a movie called Please Stand By with Dakota Fanning, Alice Eve, Tony Collette, where I play the Cinnabon guy. That's awesome. <laughs> I literally play the Cinnabon guy. I am her co-worker at this, and so it's just hilarious that everything has come full circle there. Well... We have his origin story. Yes. But we don't yet know the how hero. he becomes the Cinnabon monster. Mm-hmm. We have the Cinnabon guy. Yeah. But there are many mysteries yet to unlock here on Geekscape. Stick with us. We're going to have a quick station ID. We'll be right back with Edward Hung. Geekscape. 
All right, we're back with Edward Hong. We're talking about the Cinnabon thing. I mean, every superhero needs his origin story. It sounds like you're, and, and they're always born in like pain, right? Yeah, they're yeah. always born in this right? thing. And yours was, you were the kid at the school that everybody thought was going to shoot everybody, right? Like, like the, I mean, you can do whatever you can uh, as far as disciplinary actions on the school, but you still have to go to school with a bunch of kids right. who overheard you yell yeah. a threat to shoot everybody up, and you were 11 years old. I was at that. Yeah, I was. I was 11 years old, old 11 enough to, to 12, old yeah. enough to pull a trigger, um, <laughs> as they say in the rap songs, probably. Oh boy. Yeah, well, but, well, well. Let's refer to uh, rap song. Rap song. What was the reaction after that incident? Like, were you like, no, it's cool. My mom took me to Cinnabon. Everybody, like, you can't just <laughs> after the reaction. I mean, like, the bullies never really d- bothered me again. Yeah, they, they kind of, I mean, like, no surprise. But then, right. you know, I did have a, a few close friends there, and they were kind of like, you know, we heard about what happened. You know, those guys are jerks, you know, like, hope you're okay. And so it was actually, like, it wasn't too bad. You need anything? Like, <laughs> like because the thing was, like, bike. like, what I think what it triggered was that there were some sentiments among others. Like, they had their own feelings of, like, oppression or what, I don't know. You were the it. first one to stand up to these kids. Yeah, and, and not and in a stand good, up, it was I mean, not a good yeah, way. But I know, it was, but... like, it was a way to just, like, get people talking and just, like, you know, let's... Let's address the issues, cause and mm-hmm. then after that, did they address the bullying at your school? They kind of did, but not really, cause there were so many students at the time. So at that time, I discovered a tactic to kind of like, if I couldn't be popular, I could at least like not be bothered. And it was so sad at the time. And I know, it pro- I don't know if it still works now. It probably doesn't. At that, but by the time I was high, uh, middle school, that was when Abercrombie and Fitch started becoming popular. Sure, yeah. So I was like, I told my mom, all right, we're going to get some Abercrombie and Fitch clothing. She was like, why? I'm like, just just, we're going to burn all my clothing. We're just going to get that. I'll, I, I, uh, this will work. Then I'll, I'll be cool. So it wasn't that I wanted to try to be cool. I was like, let me just at least be like not be noticed. Okay. So oh, you wanted, I, to, you wanted to blend in. Yeah. So all when right. I started wearing that, it was weird. It was almost like camouflage. It was you like, mean a superhero costume? It was just, yeah. It was like, I wore Ooh, it. Ooh, Abercrombie Fitch, yeah, man. I, I wore it. And then like, you know, people start, didn't pick on me. They picked on like the other kids with they're wearing their short shorts That's or like right. a really yeah. bad haircut. Right. And then I would just watch it. I'm like, oh my God, that used to be me. Like there was one kid who was just, you know, like he, he got his head and just like slammed into the locker. Oh, I was God. Like, like, oh my God! Did you so, step up and do something? Did you throw a cinnabut? Shoot your cinnabut? I was no, cinnabut. At that time, I was like, Bun you know, I'm a, I'm a, I would say I was a coward at the point because I was like, I don't want that attention anymore. So I didn't do anything. Like, right, you know, yeah. I just you didn't stood by. I just stood by and watched. I was like, and so to do this you have day, regret? I do have regret. I mean, I look at it, and then you know, some of the mentally challenged kids that we had at our school, they would pick. They like, like, there would be like a circle of kids, and one kid would just be picking them and like poking, punching, prodding them, and everyone would laugh. And I would just be like, I should do something. But then when you're like a 12 year old kid who just got out of being bullied, and you're like, I don't want to ever experience that. Yeah. It's really hard to like be the bigger man and right. looking back I'm like man I should have I are you friends just... with those kids on Facebook or anything no like the only friends I'm still in contact with are the ones who actually like supported me the ones who right. like you're, you you're know, friends yeah we're, we're yeah. friends still like we still talk to this day because you so. could find those people could you send them a Cinnabon I would send them a Cinnabon oh. I'd be like you know <laughs> I'd like I hope they're doing well give the world a <laughs> Cinnabon <laughs> would you do you think that this gun violence in schools in the United States could be curbed with Cinnabon uh, I have, so, the other thing, <laughs> oh boy, that triggers a whole different, like, can of worms, because it's like, the other thing I'm Quite passionate besides about acting is, like, like, social justice, like, activism, yeah. whatnot, so, 
whether it be gun violence or about you know misogyny or sexism or racism like i'm very much into that which at times you're into misogyny you're into the issues i'm into the issues you remember nerds of color yes what is nerds of color so the nerds of color is a blog that was founded by keith chow and what it is it's it's becoming it's up and out there it's being featured it was featured on msnbc uh huffington post it's a po- it's a blog space designed for people to talk about issues uh, intersecting pop culture and like racism or yeah, it's like, like nerdsofcolor.com or yeah, something. Yeah. It's like nerdsofcolor.org. The nerdsofcolor.org. The nerdsofcolor.org. Yes. Okay. Um and so I started writing for them and because uh the founder noticed that like, you know, because we were f- friends, Facebook friends for a while and he was like, Yeah, you're always talking about like diversity and you know the geek world and just yes, like pop culture. You should write for us. And I was like, sure. And so some of the articles I would write about like you know, every time there will be controversy about, let's say, you know, like last year, The Martian, like there was controversy that a Korean character was played by a white actress and so on. And then an Indian character was played by a black man. Sure. And so I talked about those issues. And so what I find myself is that, you know, there's a very, you know, challenging line where it's like, how do you talk about diversity and race in geek world? Because it can get not just geek world, but just anywhere in general, it gets really heated mm-hmm. because the last thing people want to talk about is race. It's such an uncomfortable topic. But you have that going on right now with like the whole, you know, Finn is a black stormtrooper. Remember how heated those people got? Yeah. And then and then you have the the whole. And, and do you guys include things like the minority? Yes, of a female we include, role, we include like the all Ray of that. and stuff like yeah. that. So that we that all of that is covered in the nerds of color. Um, and so it's it's. It's definitely interesting where it's like also coming from an actor. I'm trained to to believe that it doesn't matter what race you are. You sh- if you can play the part and if you're the best actor to play the part, you should play the right. part. Mm-hmm. So I in an ideal world which we're not in, in an ideal world, a white man could play Martin Luther King Jr. and a black man could play a white historical figure. That is not, however, the world we live in. Right. Uh, so when, for example, the l- latest controversy, if we're talking about controversy these days, is uh, Joseph uh, Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes yeah. playing, Michael, playing Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I remember I when I first heard that. No, Joseph Fiennes is playing Michael Jackson. Yeah, he's legit playing Michael Jackson in his later years. And the argument the is... white like, years. Well, right. yeah, in his white years. That's a joke. But... but then it was just like, it's hard to swallow that because it's like, even Michael Jackson himself in an interview said, I, I will never have a white person play me. Like I so will it goes never, against his. It goes against, his like wishes. he would be rolling in his grave right now, mm. if, like if he was still, if you know, if he heard this. So, but then the argument is like you know, you know, Joseph Fiennes could look like Michael Jackson, and he does have the eccentric characteristics right. that Michael Jackson have. And I'm like, as an actor, I'm like, I want to see what he does. And Kate like, Blanchett played, you know, for uh, what was what was the movie? I'm not there. That was Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Yeah, she know? played. So she, like, yeah, she. And I was like, I think she did a fantastic job. Uh, but then that one was like a more artistic thing where it's like different aspects, characteristics. We don't know what this Michael Jackson thing is going to be. We right? don't know. So I'm one of those people who are like, I can't judge it until I see it. Like when The Last Airbender came out, oh. the movie version. Oh, God. Everyone was complaining about the whitewashing thing. And I'm like, I, I'm with you guys. But like, I have <laughs> the problem with this movie may be greater. Yeah. <laughs> I have to see this yeah. movie no, to see how, the what they're problem. doing. But then, yeah, the, yes, the whitewashing did happen. All the background extras were all dark brown people. But then that was the least of the problems. It was just a bad movie in general. That movie was pretty bad. So Not pretty bad. You know who I wanted to have direct that movie was the guy who does uh, House of Flying Daggers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Zangi Mu? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, 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 I sat two kids down in front of that. We were babysitting, and they wanted to watch House of Flying Daggers. And I was like... It's a great movie. Well... It has a lot of themes that may go above, uh, you know, kids' heads, but just watching the imagery of it, 
Mm-hmm. In, I think on a spiritual level, or you you get some of it. You know what right. I mean? Like the way the Force was when you were a kid. You yeah. just got some of it. Yeah. Even if it didn't immediately tie into your adult thoughts about religion and, and, and spirituality and stuff like that. As a kid, you just thought about it, and you just it, it was maybe you, your first step in the in, in the door of that stuff. So, right. I mean, to have that movie just be kind of about nothing when the, <laughs> when the series. It's such a love letter to all that so, stuff. Yeah. All those diff- different disciplines. You're just like, okay. Mm. <laughs> that, that was... God, thanks for reminding <laughs> me of that one, Edward. Yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, well, Do you think some of the comic book companies are doing well? Because like, here, here's the thing with... Uh, I read this, that a lot of the retailers are having a lot of trouble with uh, Marvel and DC's sales declining. And I, I've never seen a, big, a time where Marvel has been more active... In trying to diversify yeah, their characters, right. I was reading the Captain America Sam Wilson. You know, Sam Wilson, who is the Falcon, is now Captain mm-hmm. America. There's a Hispanic border crossing kid who's now going to be the Falcon because he was uh, blended in with a bird in this and that. And then you have Amadeus Cho as the Hulk, the totally so awesome a, Hulk. The yeah. totally awesome Hulk. I read that the other night. Is awesome. And um, Wait, this, this, the book is called The Totally Awesome, the totally awesome Hulk. Hulk. He's the first person who's not <laughs> cursed by the right, Hulk. He's right. the one who's like, dude, yeah. I love the Hulk. I'm, yeah. like, I'm the Hulk. Right. And he's pumped about it. Um, well, what are your thoughts uh, as a geek, as a nerd of color of that kind of stuff? Is it is it going to save sales or are these more, I mean, or are the, in doing so, are the publishers setting themselves up to only appeal to uh, like niches? Right, right, and they're gonna lose the older racist readers. I don't think like they're gonna like it. So does this help or sales or I hurt sales in, or like the long we'll ha- run? We'll, ha- we'll have to see what happens right. because like in in terms of movie sales, like you know if we're talking like what has been doing pretty well in the box office, I mean like we have like Star Wars, obviously, you know you had a woman and a black man leading the film, and he had Ride Along too. That was number one in the box office. Sure. So it's like it shows that. You don't have to have like white people. Well, even to... the summer that Last Airbender came out, one of the biggest movies that year was uh, the Karate Kid remake, and that was Jackie Chan and yeah. and, 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 and Wilson, yeah, Jaden. Yeah. So it's like it sh- uh, clearly shows it's like you don't need to have you know white people to sell the movie or thing. So what Marvel is doing, like with the comics of like you know, you know changing all the you know the the famous characters to be played to be like people of color sure i support that to a degree because at this but at the same time i feel like it's like it's it was already taken it's like it was already there so it's like why not just create an, a more unique superhero it's like it's right. like we, we seem to be at a day and age not just for comics but movies it's like it's the rehash of everything like right. the same old same old episode seven is pretty much episode, episode four, four. Mm-hmm. um and then like creed Blade, was rocky one and creed was rocky one Jurassic uh, World. Mad, mad max is back jurassic world is just rehashing the same ideas from the old sequels blade runner 2 is now going to be made it's like what it's, so it's yeah. just it's just it seems to be that it, it feels really sad that we are is like are we currently all out of ideas like we always talk about are we out of ideas? We're are we safe. Just, right? Well, somebody was. Uh, we had Addy Shankar on the show yeah. last week, and uh, of course, he makes these bootleg fan films that are other people's properties, and he does like a cool riff version of them. Uh, and I was talking to somebody, uh, our friend Tyson Brewer, who is a longtime geekscapist, sent me a fan film. He goes, "Hey, did you have you seen this yet?" I was like, "I don't really watch fan films." Because I can go to the theater and watch fan films. It seems like everybody who was a fan of that stuff is now making the movies. Right. And. and we're watching fan films on the like being done by professionals. Right. Those are the ones yeah. that yeah. want to actually do yeah. it. Yeah. And like, the official films are now fan films, and now it's just a language of fan films. Yeah. And right. to find unique ideas, you kind of have to really go into the niches and uh, into these uh, cultures. 
But then, at the same time, the biggest sale in Sundance history happened last week with this the birth, birth of a nation, nation. I was selling there for Sundance, 20 million. Yeah. Did, what, did you see the movie? I wasn't able to see the movie, but I definitely was there. Black for filmmaker, the, was, yeah. black Was, yeah. So, uh, I wasn't able to see the birth of a nation, but I knew what was going around with it because everyone couldn't stop talking for like the four days I was there. Right. And it was clear to see why. It was like, it was, you had Nate Parker who who wrote, directed, produced, and was the main star of the film, which is not an easy thing. Like, to do four hats and ones is astounding. Yeah. And so, for the film to turn out well as well as it did is already enough. Regardless of race. Like, yeah. you wore right. four hats on a film. Yeah. Are you sure? Because he also could have done, like, the, uh, all did the lighting and stuff. Did he cater at all? Stuff, you think you know? maybe, he, yeah, maybe like, he was like, hey, guys, here's some cinema. I feel like he was really <laughs> underachieving <laughs> with that one. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think, like, you know... It, I think, like, maybe the reason why it was so popular was that, you know, like, with the whole Oscar so white controversy, I think people are like, oh, my God, we have to show. And the pendulum switch. It almost feels shifts. like it's like oh, we, we're desperate to, like, show that we're not racist or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. So yeah. that is I got. I have tons of black friends. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. always look like, at my, all my, my, on stage. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, my issue Which here is, is even is, worse. Is the, the people <laughs> that I see are, are vetoing, uh, wanting to veto the Oscars, have they hired black directors? Have they hired right. black writers? Have they right. hired... Oh, the ones, the, the ones boycotting. The boycotting. Yeah, the people yeah. who want to boycott it. Like, okay, let's ask them. Have you guys actually hired it? Like, I just don't see how you move the ball forward by leaving the field. Right. I don't know if not playing the game is the way to to turn the tide. Yeah, you know what not, I mean? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with that. I think like boycotting is not the answer. I mean, uh, you have to talk about it. The issue is there, but. Uh, with Spike Lee, I mean, his his one of his films was Old Boy, and it was not a diverse film whatsoever. In fact, it was a terrible remake of the original Korean film. Yeah. But uh, Josh Brolin. <laughs> but but the thing is like, but the thing is like, um, it's like they only addressing uh issues when it's only African American actors. But like, where are about the Latino or the Asian or the Native American right, actors? Right. Like, where are all the disabled people? Where are all, all that? The dis- yeah. Why is Johnny Depp Tonto? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Can you wait your turn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who turned his mic on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, um, yes. The, the, look at us now here on Keekscape talking about all these really heated issues. Um, dude, I love having you on the show, man. We got another uh, break. We'll be right back, and we're going to continue talking real shit on Geekscape mm-hmm. with Edward and Will and Kenny. We'll be right back here on T Radio V. <laughs> All right, Geekscapists, we are back here on Geekscape with Edward Hong and my good buddy. Uh, you guys are playing with my Tito yeah, Micro Machine. Tito Micro Machine. I went to Target today, and uh, I'm writing a script. And uh, Star I, Wars script? No, I was like, oh. Tito's script I'm writing, only? I was yeah. writing a, a script about a, a cross-country uh, drive, and I wanted to go pick up a U.S. atlas, and I was like... How about uh, a Tito instead? Well, I, I looked in the educational department. Like, first, I, I Googled Target, and I was like, I can go to Target and see if they have any educational stuff, like a, yeah. like a U.S. Yeah. atlas. Right, yeah. And they did on the website, but I walked into the Target and they didn't. So what you do when you walk into a Target and you look for anything? Toys. Toys. Always. You have to leave through the Toys. Every time I'm in Target, I go through the Toys. So I walked through the Star Wars section and I saw that they had a Tito Micro Machine. And I have now a Tito Micro Machine. That's great. And it is awesome. Uh, So uh, while we're talking about Geeks of Color, we have our own 
Juan Carlos Marquez, who's a writer on the site, and we just have to say, hey, dude, congratulations on having a baby. He was one of our writers what? and host of the Geekscape awesome. Games uh, podcast, and he had a baby. Right. Uh, so congratulations, dude. And now he has a Pokemon of his own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's got a Pokemon of his own. And he finally caught one. You know what? Yeah, I would, I would trust yeah, that Pokemon. Yeah, he, he, she immediately was born, and then he put her in a ball. He shoved mm-hmm. her in a ball. It was weird. He shoved <laughs> her in a ball, and then like was that like, was here creepy. you go, Professor Oak, you raise her. Uh, <laughs> is that what happens? No. Yeah. <laughs> Who it's you reverse. The, you get, who do you give the Pokemon to to raise? He gives it to the trainers. And then you give Professor it to Professor like, Oak. And like Chansey takes it. Who raises the Pokemon? I don't know. I don't but know. Uh, which the, one? The baby came out and you uh, water and you splash. I don't know. Uh, that joke sunk. Anyway, uh, we're speaking about Geekscape uh, friends. Our good buddy Jason Trost, who did the FP. Do you ever see the FP? No, I Kenny? did not. Oh, Kenny, you would love the FP. Really? It's, yeah, it's like a. Yeah, explain it to me. What is the FP? Okay, so if like Dance Dance Revolution was a game that to the death. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a game. It's a movie where in the FP, which is this neighborhood of Fraser Park. The, oh, the yo, gangs, I've the seen gangs, the trailer to this. Yes, the gangs compete. Yes. For territory and dominance using this game like called Dance Dance, Dance Dance or Beat Beat. It's yeah, Beat yeah. Beat. Okay. And the movie, we loved the movie. When the movie came out, we supported it. We loved Jason. He's been on the show before. Uh, and... He announced over the weekend that he has he threw up this Indiegogo. Was like, I'm going to do the FP two. Oh my god! Beats wow. of Rage. Oh, so they're making a sequel. They're making Sweet. a sequel to the FP. Okay. Are you familiar with the movie? I am familiar because like, yeah. there's one actor that I know who's in it. And I was Who? like, this guy named Art Sue. Art Sue is one. Of, Art yeah. Sue's in the trailer for Beats of Rage. Wow. Oh, okay. Art Sue's the man. Okay. I love Art. Art is Art is awesome. I got to see this movie. Art okay, Sue is in like it. it. He's great. Uh, yeah, I, I have the movie on Blu-ray, and I love it. And I, wa- I try to watch it once a year at least. That's good. Uh, That's I good watched it fun. several times when it first came out. Um, and if you guys go to Indiegogo, search for the FP2, Beats of Rage, and uh, Beat Beat on that donation button, <laughs> and, and yeah. let's do it. Uh, so, guys, big things are coming up on Geekscape. We have Geekscape 400 coming up, um, but also we've got Comic-Con and WonderCon. Uh, Comic-Con is this summer. We're going to be at booth 3919. The road to Comic-Con is a long one, but we're going to be there, and you're going to be there. Uh, and, of course, we have WonderCon coming up. We're not going to have a booth at WonderCon, but we'll be there, and we'll be supporting our friends who are on panels, including our very own Edward Hong, the Cinnabon uh, monster, who's going to be on a panel, right? Yes. What, uh, what's the panel? So the panel name... Like, let me pull it it's up. all right. It's all good. It's all, all right. Good. So the panel is called Diversified Fandom, the Changing Dynamic of Geek Nerd Journalism. Uh, I was approached to do this because obviously from what we talked about, I've been very passionate about like diversity, race, sexism, all that kind of stuff and how it intersects with pop culture. And so they've asked me to be on this panel, which was a huge honor. I've never been on a panel before. Uh, the one concern I have is like every time they do any panels of any like, you know, conference, whether it be like Comic-Con, WonderCon, whatever, sure. when they talk about diversity, they always talk about it, what can we do to make it better? Like, what can yeah. you do? And I've always the system's broken. It, this, the yeah, they falling. always talk about this. And like in the past five years, it always goes in a cycle. It's like it talks about the same thing. It always ends with like we need to make our own works. We need to do this. We need to do that. Sure. And then it kind of just stops there. And then it just like regurgitated things. It just goes on and on. So do you want to just say that here? Yeah. And you don't have yeah, to do the say, panel. So no. now <laughs> I'm like I'm like I'm I'm like racking my brain. It's like okay, how, what can I talk about? That isn't the same old, same it's old unique. crap. Right. Yeah. See, you just and start with what you just said, then no one else can talk about yeah, that. No That's right. And then they're all forced to talk about something so, different. Yeah, or you get to talk the whole time. I think what yeah. I may have to talk about is something that no one wants to talk about because no one wants to be no one wants to be that guy. But I right. will be that guy, which is 
the possibility that a lot of the works, especially when it comes to Asian American cinema or LGBT or African American, that you know, for some communities, the reason why they're not being more noticed, like African American cinema, like they're they're getting they're they're they will they're on the top, like they right. are on the top because the quality that work they is pretty much pretty freaking awesome. But I can't say the same for like Asian American cinema, like my own people. For when I go to these film festivals, a lot of times I have to say it, they're it's pretty shitty. They're yeah. really, really shitty, but we excuse them because there isn't much out there. Right. So right. no one wants to talk about it. No one wants to be that person like, well, be well, more creative, motherfuckers. Yeah, most make, make things, things better. better. Just be better about it. But no one wants to be that person. No one wants to take the chance or take the risk. So when John Woo, one of the best filmmakers in the world, comes to the U.S. and can't make movies equal to The Killer or Better Tomorrow, mm-hmm. like there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and I think it's a it may be a cultural problem because he immediately went back and he made Red Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The movie was fucking awesome. It was the yeah. best movie that year. You know, so um, yeah, I don't know. What the, here's my suggestion as as for for you guys who are like, how can we get Hispanics more involved? Um, I, you know, I, I say Hispanic because I am Hispanic, but as a minority, I think the solution is have as much sex with white people as possible mm-hmm. yeah and to then start crossing. And, well yeah there will be no right. more white people that's right like if, if right. you are so, having a problem with white dominance have as much sex with white people as possible right so mm-hmm. it's like barack and obama he's half black but there'll be and he's half white we but everyone calls black. him black right how right. right. black yeah right like we're, yeah. we are talking about like that's a generational battle mm-hmm. here and you know what you look up 30 years and uh who's in charge yeah the same race because yeah. we're all the same we're all the same. That's right Although at that point, it might would that be, be just, a popular thing to say on the panel? Well, uh, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> bone and have unprotected sex. Yeah. yeah, the problem Fuck we might have with that is that uh, <laughs> in the future, you know, because we're stupid, because we're humans, that even let's say we're all mixed, then it'll get to the point like, don't oh, have racist. I'm sex. the I'm the lighter mix, and you're That's the darker right. mix. We'll find a way to class. There's always gonna be some. There sort is. Of okay, so we just get rid of the gene in every single person that allows us to see color. And no one can see any, oh, anyone. Oh, so then we come to like. So you don't think my Big Bang theory is going to work? Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. think what, I, what I'm calling the Big Bang theory would work? That's the big. Oh, the big bang. Yeah, you just go out and bang. Yeah, that's not going to work. Well, no, because like you look at people, there's still anti-Semitism, and Jews are white. A lot of Jews are white. Well, not of the black people have sex with them. but what I'm saying is like there's a lot of times that Jews face discrimination. You know what I mean? And, you and say Jew face? Jews face. Oh, they said Jew face discrimination. You're like, you know, wow, look at that Jew face. Like, this, this not solu- that I'm saying, guys, like, hey, let's talk it out. But what I'm saying is Eddie's right that we'll, fi- we'll always find a way to fucking this solution is <laughs> This solution isn't even going to survive this podcast. <laughs> no, it's going to go Wait, I'm, I'm still on your side. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, I don't even know where to go for that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, so we saw Kung Fu Panda 3 this week. Yep. Yes. It was good. Not as good as Kung Fu okay, Panda. Was it? No, but it was fun. Uh, okay, look, when I saw Star Wars, I saw the trailer for Kung Fu Panda mm-hmm. 3. I thought it looked horrible compared to, compared to the last two. And I, I've not seen the film. Is it actually good? Yeah. Yes, I would yeah. say like you know, it's I like sa- those the same directors that were involved. The second one, uh, one of the women, uh, people, Jennifer Yeo Nelson yeah. is one of the directors, and the quality is still there. Like everyone is, you know, on their top of their A game. Jack Black is awesome as ever. Uh, it just feels like my only complaint, and you know, if you watch the film uh, yourself, you may you may wonder as well that it felt rushed. It felt like let's just move on to the next thing. Like it's a very it never, quick movie. It never mm-hmm. took like it was it was like whoa like what just happened right there. It was really cool. We could have like spent more time on it. I will say Brian Cranston kicked ass as the dad. He did a really good job. But then everyone else, well, then the main characters. He became, plays Jack Buck's dad. In the movie. Yeah, oh, okay. and yeah. also James Hong had a much bigger role. And yeah. I think, oh, he was hilarious, he was awesome in it. He's but I think unfortunately 
the rest of the fa- on the fantastic the the five got much of a lesser role, so mm-hmm. we didn't see much of like Angelina David Jolie, Cross or uh, David Cross. Now, how do you feel yeah. about like in terms of what we've been talking about? Like these are technically Asian, you know, cultural things, and they cast even for voice actors, they cast all famous. White That's a very ambiguous stance because it's like I know they're animals and it's very you know it's, yeah, it's kid it's, friendly. It's, but it's it's would you like, like for them to cast a tiger, perhaps? Yeah, I was gonna say there's no you pandas know what I'm saying. Pandas. Hmm. James Hong, but you know, but it's like you know that's a very tricky answer because it's like you know you can't see them and I rather have really awesome voice actors be doing it. And sure. I, I don't want celebrities. I don't want like celebrities to be doing it because you know you, you you always notice nowadays in movies they always feature these right. celebrities. Like I don't care about that. I just want to know who like what this movie's yeah. about. So when it comes to like an Asian themed like you know a cartoon like that, it it might get troubling. Like let's say when you see the voice guys, it's all white voice guys. It's kind of right. like that's a little weird. You know, you could throw in an Asian actor in there, but then it becomes like tokenism. It's like you know, I'd rather right. not be a token. I'd rather right. that you hired me because I was like really the best, the best. awesome. Yeah, but then, that's why you will be Martin Luther King Jr. in the next yeah. Oh, yes. Well. <laughs> You're gonna nail that audition, bro. Totally nail that audition, and then I'll not have after, what, black not after what he says. It, not, as, not after what he says is cinnamon guy tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, yeah, there's another film that's like uh, I don't remember if it's like a DreamWorks animated film. It's like it's also set in feudal Japan, it's mm-hmm. coming out like next year or something. Okay, and it's like an all pretty much all white cast, but George Takei is also voicing it. Okay, and they really featured him. It's like yeah. we want to show we'll that let you know there's a Japanese guy here, there's an yeah. actual Japanese guy. We filled in the quota, yeah. yeah. Japanese. You can put away Stop. your pitchforks. We did it. So, and it's like you know, I appreciate when studios do that, but at the same time, it's like it is. It's a slight insult. It's like a slap in the face. It's kind of like, all right, we get it. You know, you want to try to add diversity, and for me, diversity isn't about numbers because you know, studios will like to say, oh, we hired these many actors, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, the crew or extras or one-liners, or whatever. But it really is about like who is playing the main part. Mm-hmm. And that's where like, you know, uh, that's what all this noise about. It's like, it's not that we don't appreciate playing these roles and earning money and all that. It's like, you know, if it's a story about us, like in the Asian setting, we would like to play that. So like a movie that's coming out uh, about uh, Bruce Lee's life, The Birth of a Dragon is yeah. coming sure. out. Like they, they, so they're, I think they're almost done filming it, but then they were able to squeeze in like a white dude who was like an observer to it all, and I'm like, Chuck I don't, Norris. I don't care about it. I, <laughs> I care about Bruce Lee. Right, right. It's like you know, same thing. With, and that's definitely gonna sell the movie. Like, yeah. but you're gonna go see yeah, the movie. I, nobody Bruce gives Lee. a shit about the random white right. guy that's like his right. friend or whatever. You're like, yeah, no, I don't care. <laughs> but the studios still do that, and it's like you don't have to do it. It's like you can still create awesome characters played by white actors. You don't have to like shoehorn in them because you're uncomfortable right. that if it's all Asian or black or Latino. Or Native American faces. Just make the like, damn movie. The, yeah, just, the new Bruce Lee biopic. He's it. just haunted by visions. They're of gonna the watch morning. it. I mean, like you know, TV. If we <laughs> that's look how at we TV, get a white actor in. We have Fresh Off the Boat, Jane the Virgin, uh, Doctor Ken. They're all high-rated comedies of yeah. each of our nights, and people are watching. It's not just Asian or Latino. But these are white people, black people watching it, and it's hilarious. They mm-hmm. like it. They enjoy it. And so I think it just needs to translate that thought of thinking into the cinema world and be like, or the geek culture world. And be right. Like, hey. You know, I think chances. it's interesting because uh, I think audiences has, have less of a problem than like executives do. I, I completely agree. Yes. I think most of the time, like it's also like especially for me growing up, like obviously like white neighborhood, white family. Like my favorite shows were Fresh Prince, Cosby Show, like anything because it was like different. I mean, it was like a sameness because it was about family and shows. friends and fun right. shows. Mm-hmm. You're but I also matters. enjoyed like that's does. how I learned about other cultures. You know, what <laughs> yes. I mean, like that was like fun to me. That I was yeah. like, this is great. So. I, I don't know. I think people inherently 
like to do that. I mean, I'm sure you're going to have racist a-holes everywhere, but <laughs> but I find that honestly, most of the problems are like if the fans were like, hey, here's a black Batman, most people would probably be like, all right. Let's Sorry, go. Yeah, let's let's, just see, let's yeah. go for it. Yeah. See what right. happens. If it's and great, the, I don't studios care. Studios are like, no, no, we can't do that. I mean, I would love to see Idris Elba tack, tackle the James Bond role that everyone yeah. was talking about. Like, God, let's just make or it create his own character. Or create his own character. Which is just That's as true. badass. Yeah. Because I thought Undercover Brother was funnier than uh, Austin Powers after oh, a while. Okay. You know what I mean? If you're competing with like the spy parody right. genre, I thought Undercover Brother was fucking hilarious. Uh, and not that I don't like Austin Powers. I just sure. You know, Undercover Brother was just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, listen. This is what we're doing. All right? Yeah. We're going to tackle this race thing. We're probably not going to use my tactic. Mm. We're probably going to use... I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll be the test something dummy. something a little more diplomatic. I, that means I, I have to have sex with nobody. Or let people have sex with me. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. They fuck you. You don't fuck them. Every, can't have sex okay, with so we can all benefit from culture. Yeah. We can all benefit from it. Everyone gets fucked. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. That's it. All sorts of babies. That's it. Yeah. Beautiful. That's it. Okay. So that's that's the initial okay. we're starting here. Right. That's the platform I'm running on. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, you can find Edward <laughs> at the uh, nerdsofcolor.org or Twitter handle at Cinnabon Monster and Instagram handle also at Cinnabon Monster. Monster. We're easy. We're Geekscape. We're at Geekscape.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those little nooks and crannies that we crawled into as the cockroaches of the internet over the last nine years of existence. This is Will Sterling. That's Kenny Craig. This whole thing is T Radio V. I'm Jonathan Lennon, and we'll see you next week. Right here on Geekscape, much love, much love, peace. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs>